Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence in things not seen. One playwright wrote that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God. Uh, And also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. It is January the 20th, uh, excuse me, 2018, and uh, this is Reg Clay, Craig Dickerson, and we have a wonderful guest, Deb Carragher. How are you, Deb? I'm good. I'm so glad to be here today. (laughs) Yeah, we, well, you know, Craig and I, we've been trying to get you on for uh, a while now, but, you know, with schedules and all that sort of stuff, and uh, so now you're here, so it's fantastic. Oh, it's great to see you. It's yeah. mostly because I'm lazy. No, it's <laughs> okay. You've been busy. <laughs> You've been busy, and uh, also Deb is an old. Well, I have another podcast where we talk about theater, but uh, you know, Deb, Craig, and I were all old Easterners. That's right. Ooh. That's right. Easterners Repertory Company. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm sure you recognize some of these posters here, Deb. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, before we get into the Bible, uh, let's say uh, a quick prayer. I will. Uh, I'll kick it off. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for bringing us here today, this wonderful uh, Saturday morning. We pray that you help us as we look into uh, the Bible to study your word so that we can receive knowledge and also um, bestow a little bit of knowledge and understanding uh, to the folks who are listening. We ask that you um, bless us as we preach your word and to uh, spread your word and that everything that we say and do is in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Look how excited you are, Craig. <laughs> I'm just so pleased. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's growing. It's growing. It's, it's wonderful when we have a guest. So yeah. today we're going to go look your at... your second guest, right? I know. Oh, I know. We're on the roll. Right, exactly. I guess we're going to look into Mark, first chapter, verses 9 through 13. Oh, 14 through 14. 20. I'm sorry. No, 14 I'm wrong. Through 20. 14 through 20, yes. 14 through 20. So, um, I'll go ahead and read it off. It's the NIV version that I'm uh, reading. Mark 1, 14 through 20. And John was put in prison. Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee... He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nests and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. That's it. Mark one fourteen through twenty. Such an iconic yeah verse. Fishers you know? of men. Well, I mean, we I've heard that. that. Yeah, we Is get that? the good news from that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. I just think poor Zebedee. Well, I'm wondering why he didn't go as well, but uh, they just, just left him. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Isn't it fascinating that they, without hesitation. 
I mean, immediately. I think I think the word it's is very immediate. urgent. Yeah, yeah. This whole passage is yeah. action, mm. very action oriented. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I gave li- Reg a list of a lot of other mm-hmm. episodes in Mark where, like, you know, it, it, in between all of the healing him, healing her, yeah. healing them, mm-hmm. fixing that and, and this, and you know, Christ going around and doing all these things. Right. There's all this different other different episodes of how. The disciples started climbing on board. You right. Know? Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this at breakfast, mm-hmm. about this urgency and how they just leave everything and go. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of political turmoil going on right now. And mm-hmm. uh, that's right. That's right. The, the what what kind of what casts you know what we you say in the very first part of this verse, and that's kind of what casts a, <clears throat> a mood about this entire book. In a way, is that John just got arrested? Mm-hmm. John the Baptist. Yeah. John the Baptist just got arrested, and and Christ has been, you know. Well, Jesus vocal. was baptized, mm-hmm. and then John the Baptist was arrested. So I, we yeah. saw, yeah, we saw Jesus. And so everybody already. kind of is aware of these mm-hmm. these happenings in this political climate of this mm-hmm. in this Galilee area. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about because um, I mentioned how immediate Mark is. I mean, Mark. You know, um, each of the apostles, um, Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, they all talk about, you know, the history of how, you know, Jesus came to be and his, you know, bringing the disciples in. But Mark is so immediate. I know. He's just, just the facts, ma'am. Right, exactly. Right. He's just the facts. <laughs> it's almost like an action movie script. <laughs> yeah. I described right. it like that. These guys are going over here. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to go over here. We've got and the they're going to gather <laughs> all the people. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So and this is where the loaves become fish. But when, <laughs> exactly, but when, exactly. You, but when you look into it, I mean, yeah, when you look at it, there's something almost mystical about it, like really powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, I think on the second, on, you know, in the maybe second, third, or fourth reading, you start going, like, okay, so I got everything. I got I got all the, the, the characters. I've got the, you know, the plot mm-hmm. line. But there's something really deep in here that you you need as a reader and as a listener and – you know, and, and as you absorb it, you really need to dig to find it. But it's there. You know, yeah. there, there's this you know, one 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 thing that I w- that came up in the Wednesday Bible study is this repent, the meaning of the word. Because you know, I don't know about other preachers or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, I think our father, Father Justin, is a he's he's like a real nerd about words mm-hmm. and their <laughs> translation and. To repent wasn't just to say you're sorry. Right. You know, as for repent meant an actual <coughs> repentance in, 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 in apparently in, in like its original form meant an actual change of heart. Like to change one's entire viewpoint. Right, exactly. About something. Yeah. You know? And we had another podcast where we talked about allocution. Uh, I mentioned that I worked in the DA's office and mm-hmm. when individuals plead guilty. Mm-hmm. They don't just plead guilty. They have to say what they did. I mean, mm-hmm. they have to really come clean with what I'm going to say, their sin mm-hmm. or, you know, their crime. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between someone who's like, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Okay, I did it. Yeah, I changed my mind. Right. Or, or being sorry about something specific, which is where you're Right, about, exactly. Like being very Be, clear. You know, because, about. you know, when Jesus says repent, I mean, it's uh, basic. Uh, where, where is it right here? Um, well, that's what John was proclaiming, John, too. John, yeah. That, uh, yeah. You yeah. Know? Repent, prepare. That's right, yeah. Yeah. It's on verse 15. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near. Repent 
Mm-hmm. And he is the, the kingdom news. of God. He's yeah. there. No, you're saying it's arrived. Yeah, well, I'm, here. I'm here. Right happening now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you're saying that they're not afraid, like mm-hmm. that they just go and that there's something right, exactly. so compelling. Because, you know, other folks need a miracle. You know, they need mm-hmm. to see, okay, prove to me that you are the son of God. You know, mm-hmm. let, let's see something. Mm-hmm. Like we see uh, Jesus raising the dead or, or let's say healing someone mm-hmm. and then people flock to him mm-hmm. or they have to hear a parable. Like yep. all through last year, we were talking about Jesus' parables, mm-hmm. preaching to the people. But here... He doesn't need any of that at all. He just says, listen, and the they, time has come as near. And they went. And, and they went. went. <laughs> then how do you apply that today? Like, be not afraid. You know, follow your calling. It's, I think that, you know, you were saying Zebedee. What is, happens to what, him? Yeah, what he's, we, not, he's too afraid to let go of his nets. Uh, we could see that. We, can, we, yeah, we, could right. inter- we could interpret that. It's possible. When, when I said I was going to pop a question. Uh-oh. And I'm popping a question because <laughs> I love to, to. But I want to think about it. We can think about it throughout our, our, our talk here. But mm-hmm. think about something specifically in your life that you have done impulsively, not knowing what the outcome was going to be. Oh, I have. I can definitely tell you. In, tw- in 2014, mm-hmm. I was living in Atlanta, and I was working for a healthcare technology company, mm-hmm. and I was unhappy in both my professional and personal life. And one day, I just decided I'm going to quit my job and go home to San Francisco. One day? Yeah. And I woke up, and I was like, I'm done. And I, I wrote my resignation letter, and I handed it in that day. I didn't have a job here. I didn't have a place <coughs> to live. And I just said, I'm going to, f- the universe is going to provide. God's going to provide. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm supposed to be. And, and you had no real ties to Atlanta, per se, as no, people. No, I, mean, I had friends, friends there. But but, and you, you, you had family in what, Texas? In Texas. And San Francisco was an unknown completely. I, yeah, well, I mean, well, you'd be, I, no, I, you'd I had been here, here before, before. Okay, so yeah. but, but, but I didn't have a plan of how I was going to survive that's here, just I amazing. guess. It's just, I, 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 I just <laughs> said, I know that's where I'm supposed to that's, be. Yeah, that's where I'm going to be. And so I'm going to go, and God yeah. is going to give me what I need. Yeah. And, all and of us, he did. And yeah. 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 All of us are transplants of San Francisco. I mean, none of us were born. I mean, you two, actually, what's ironic is all three of us came from Texas. I was born in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh, you <laughs> are from, Craig, are... Uh, yeah, from Fort Worth. Fort yeah. Worth. Mm-hmm. Born in Fort Worth, right? And Deb? I'm from Lubbock. Lubbock. Lubbock, yeah. Now, were you... Lubbock. For those who cannot see Deb, you know, in podcast land, Deb, you're a Filipina. Yes. Right? Um, but not I'm born in the Philippines, right? No, I was actually born on Clark Air Force Base. My dad was in the Air Force. Okay, so all three of us were born in Texas. No, I was born on Clark Air Force Base. Oh, okay. In the Philippines. I'm sorry, in the Philippines. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. My dad retired Texas. from the Air Force when I was five, so I grew up in Texas. Got it. Got it. Um, but coming here to San Francisco, when you bring up that question of just blind faith. Yeah, what have you done? Yeah, what, can you recall? Because uh, mm-hmm. everyone in the Wednesday could, could come up with something. I could not. I, could, I still. Well, I mean, you, I come, you coming to San Francisco, wasn't that blind faith? I mean, you didn't know anyone here when you first no, came No, here. I came with a couple of friends. Okay. But still, you didn't know what the outcome would be like the disciples. They, they have a general idea of what the situation could be, but they don't know exactly what's going to happen to them. See, I'm not like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have a job job set up and um, you have to leave. Oh, I didn't have a job set up. Right. Yeah, exactly. At that time, I didn't really care. Uh, (laughs) We'll see. Yeah. But, no, 
I, I'm the kind of person who has to sit there and 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 think and beat a dog methodically before I make up my mind. Yeah, to do yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think about it when I first came here. You know, I left a job. I left a federal government job. My boss at the time said, "Screw it, I quit." And he came to San Francisco, worked on Terrence Hallinan's campaign mm -hmm. at the time. Terrence got elected in 96 to be the d district attorney in San Francisco. The uh, My boss, former boss at the time, was like, hey, I've got a job lined up for you. I'm like, I've never been to California before. Um, I don't know if I can even do the job. And I'm leaving my family and all that stuff. I mean, I, I'm one of the few of my family to actually leave Almost all, yeah, the D.C. Yeah. area. All, all my family and friends are still there. So you never even visited here? Uh, no, that's not true. I did visit here uh, okay. once. But I think there was a conference, and we visited. I was here for like a week or two weeks. But I didn't have an apartment. Yeah. This was before Craigslist. Yeah. So I couldn't even jump online right. and, you know, like do any whatever. I think I jumped on AOL. Remember America Online? What was that? And the chat room. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I just jumped into uh, – did you use your Netscape browser? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Netscape Navigator. I think it was actually uh, Mosaic. Mosaic oh, at wow. the time, which is even earlier than that. I mean, I can I can go into you know like uh, how you have to go to uh, these are the days where you have to go to a bookstore to get the Internet Starter Kit right. and uh, get a CD and plug it. Actually, not even a CD and just plug it in. You have to do all sorts of stuff to get onto the Internet if you did not use AOL. Everyone was on AOL. To make a long story short. It was really blind faith just to come here, and I told my dad, you know. So you were homeless about a month or I don't know. Uh, <laughs> luckily, the person online said, hey, come, you can rent a room for $500. I had no idea who he was. He could have been a serial killer. Um, <laughs> he thought the same of you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And, uh, but it all worked out. It was really just blind, blind faith. And so I think about that. I think mm -hmm. about this podcast. You know, I had no idea that, you know, it would extend as far as it's mm -hmm. gone. So, oh, yeah. Um, but isn't it interesting, too, that I think when you have these moments of change, these where you follow a calling to move somewhere or to change a job yeah. or to be with somebody rather than someone else, right. how much it changes your life when you have faith? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. Especially the relationships because, you know, especially I think about women. Um, who are asked by their husband, I mean, by men, hey, live with me. Come stay with me and, you know, it'll all work out. Come on, baby, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, we men, we don't really think about that. But um, It's not a very compelling <laughs> argument. <laughs> well, I mean, I can go further and all uh, that stuff. I'm but, but, I mean, and, you know, we, we've been talking all along. There have been a couple of podcasts where we've talked about how women are treated, like mm -hmm. to connect this into current events. I'm not going to stray too far from, you know, our, what we're talking about, but mm – -hmm. Nasser, who uh, was the former um, trainer of Olympic gymnasts, he uh, was convicted uh, of raping uh, several women and girls. And today, all through this week, there have been uh, the sentencing hearings that there have been testimonials from the girls who he uh, raped, and they tell their Is stories. Is he convicted of molestation or rape? I think he was convicted no. of child pornography. Por pornography. Yeah, you know what? That's right, child pornography. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I think 60 years. I think he'll be speaking. Yeah, no, I think oh, it's four really? years. Well, it, it could have been, you know, it could have been, you know, multiple, way, way, way more. But in any case, getting into, you know, repent, you know, he is facing his sins and yeah. his accusations. He even wrote a letter saying, why do I have to go through this? You know, why do I have to, you know, just throw me in jail? I don't want to hear all of this. And Joe's like, no, you're going to face what you did. You're going to have to face your sins. 
it goes back to what we said last week, the mirror. You know, looking into the mirror. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe it'll stick. I don't know. I mean, yeah. he, he also is saying, you know, this, you know, facing all these accusers is driving him crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, <clears throat> changing his heart is not going to be an easy task. No. For that judge or yeah. himself or anybody else involved. Yeah. But he did it to himself. I mean, you know, he's really facing his own sin. I mean, there's yeah. been so many times where you do something and you walk away from your bad deeds and you're like, oh, well. And no you one compartmentalize it away, right? You compartmentalize, and no one is conf- no one's confronting you. You've got away with it, so, and it, you know you do it more and more and more. By the time you actually do, and you do eventually face it. I think you face it anyway. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think people, even if they parts of their consciousness turn away from from you know their you know misdeeds or sins or or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever, uh, I think they live with it. I think a part I, of them I, is. I, I think it, it, you know, it's kind of like a dead limb, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I, I don't think it's something that they can just ignore, right? You know, and mm-hmm. I believe that that's kind of the hell that they make for themselves. They, they've made, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and it, you know, eventually, yeah, you know, you have to reconcile with it, or one thinks that one, you know, a person has to reconcile it with it. The kind of wonderful thing, you know, mm-hmm. about God's love yes. is that it's always there. I mean, even when they're not. Yeah. You know, it's still going to be there. Yeah. I know? mean, when I think about I the whole repent, you know, you know, um, reading the Bible verse again, repent. Uh, where it is? Repent and believe in the good news. Believe the good news. There are a lot of folks who um, who may say, well, repenting is not enough. You know, you have to do more. You know, if someone says, I'm sorry, like, you know, we've always had some, someone do something bad to us, and they say, I'm sorry. And you're like, well, and we've talked about this on another podcast, you know, whether we really truly forgive them mm-hmm. or do we still harbor resentment or what have you. It all, it all depends on no, how sincere. No, it was in Matthew, I think. It was who was asking. Was it Peter or somebody was asking, how many times do I have to say I'm sorry? Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then yeah. the like, yeah. the guys was like, "Well, seven times seven times seven. <laughs> yeah. But if you are sincere in in your um, apology, or you know, you giving—I mean, you know—there are people who, in the Catholic faith, they um, they confess their sins. Jeb, I think you're Catholic, right? Yes, I was yeah. raised Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you go into? Uh, there's a booth. I mean, I'm, I'm just no. I confess one. my sins every day to in my prayers, so yeah. I don't actually do the formal ritual of it yeah um yeah it's just a conversation i'm having with yeah. god <laughs> but like, you know, up. Yeah. <laughs> i mean he knows already <laughs> like he's it's not like i'm hot can hide it right. <laughs> right. but the act of, of of actually opening your mouth and confessing your sins is i think an important thing because uh, it, you come number one you, you humble yourself uh number two you let go of well, the things yeah. you, that you can't hold on to, that you should not be holding on right. to. And it's the only way to let God in. It's the only way to let Christ in. And when I think about these fishes of men who just dropped everything and just went to him, they, they had no problem letting go. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know what sins or whatever they had, but you know Jesus says, repent, and they just do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I, but I think that the more the focus of this section is follow me, not yeah. necessarily. I mean, I think repent was all John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this passage is about let's get up, mm-hmm. let's go and spread the good word. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I guess what I was saying is nothing's holding them back from going, from right. following. Th- they have chosen not to allow anything to exactly. hold them back. That's exactly right. 
one of the other things, and I wanted to take a look at this other little bit here, which I think it was kind of it's it's funny and bizarre story at the mm -hmm. same time. It's Mark uh, chapter six forty five through fifty two, and I'm not going to read this version because. I don't like my version of the New Testament. It's <laughs> 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 so Are you going to summarize it? Oh, you're going to have read I'll, I'll, I'll back you up. Come on, but I'll let you go first. Yeah. Uh, no, you read. Please, Reg. Six, what? Mark 6, um, uh, verse 45 through 52. And this is after they've done the uh, Christ has been working with. Uh, uh -huh. The loaves and fishes, a couple of different places. Oh, this, is this is Jesus walking on the water. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So uh, here's the NIV version. 45, 45 through 52? Yes, sir. Okay. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him in Bethsaida. 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 When he dismissed the crowd, after leaving them, he went up upon a mountainside to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them. When they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them. When the wind died down, they were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, again, we're talking like, it's pretty bare bones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just, I, you were talking about repentance, and then there's... You know they were afraid. They were. Uh, it says in, in your in your version they were amazed, and and I've gotten my version. They were scared out of right. their wits. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. First they were scared because they thought it was a ghost. Second, mm -hmm. when he got into the boat and all this storm was going on, they were scared. And then suddenly the storm was quieted, and then they were scared about that. Right. And it's and it was, uh, and I think one of the things we we were discussing is like this fear, this fear of God and all this stuff. And and we get that a lot in really kind of like literal translations of the way people are literal interpretations of like, you must fear God. God is to be feared. I think that's Old Testament. I think it's Old Testament, <laughs> but, it's, but, it, but the meaning of it is more like, you know, to be just, you know, amazed and yeah. astounded and in respectful awe. and uh -huh. awed by, by these various things. I mean, in this whole passage, if you look at it, just the bare bones, Jesus is a pretty, he's acting pretty idiosyncratically. He's, he's pretty a, weird. Yeah, he's pretty he's weird. Like, he's like, you go over there in that boat. I'm going over here. And then yeah. he goes back and walks on yeah. water. He says, don't worry, I'm getting in the boat with you. Yeah. And it's, I mean, he's doing all this. Because well, he knows that they need some sort of miracles or some sort of proof. And I think... Truthfully, I think it, he's kind of pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you see all the. You don't. Did, did you, you see, see me raise a man from the dead? Did, did you see did me you, like? Do you remember counting all the bread before we made? Yeah. You know, we had bread, and then counting all the bread after we found it. Like, kind of like do the math. Do the math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? I'm the real thing. Yeah. And even after they impulsively said they were on board, they were kind of like, "Yeah, we're aboard," but. I'm not sure. I don't know. No. And, you know, he's still pulling them along. Yeah. He's well, I think, too, because he's also placing them 
as his disciples in places of leadership. Mm-hmm. And so not only are they facing the fear of all this change and following this radical person, but now they're expected to lead others. Exactly. Yeah. And all the while, mm-hmm. while not knowing whether they're going to have a roof over their exactly. head or, or clothes on their back yeah. or food to eat. Uh-huh. Yeah, there are a lot of – All the while, they're like, but we don't even know if we're getting – Basics here. He goes, yeah, no, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> you, know, you know what's interesting? When I think about, I think about this in, in our lives. Like I remember being young and having all these plans. Like I've even mm-hmm. had friends of mine would have a planner. Like, okay, I'm going to do this, and when I get 20, I'm going to be here, and 25, I'll be here, and 30, and all the plan. And there's so many variables that happen in life yes. that you have no control over whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I have friends who are, who've been frustrated. It's like, listen, I had all this plan. I got my degree, and and I, I just still can't find the job or whatever. So when I hear about this, about the the um, the indecision of the disciples, and it's like, well, wait a minute, what about this? And you're walking on water. I don't know if I can walk on water. It's it's you know when when I hear about fear, it's like. I, w- I need to see it. I need to have it all planned. I need to know that everything's going to work out. Mm-hmm. And it's real. I mean, this podcast is about faith. You have to have, just have faith, just yeah. blind faith. You know, there, there are well, things. Well, that's, that's what begins it. Right. Well, right. That's the beginning here in Mark. And it's like that's what starts. But then comes the realization of, well, that faith isn't just something I – it's not like I stepped off a cliff. Right. It's like I'm stepping into an unknown. Right. And, and right. you know, and what is the next thing? Right. What is the next? I think part of the thing that I got from this and reading this is because we were talking about, like, you know, I'm kind of reentering this Christian kind of life, uh-huh. you know, after many years of not. Right. And and so I read the passages and I, I d- try to identify with the different characters, you know, like, like I, I wonder about Zebedee. But also, I'm, an, I'm identifying myself as a disciple because, hey, I want to jump on board and I want to do this new good yeah. news thing. And and what does that entail? And one of the things that I and I was talking about digging deeper into Mark. One mm-hmm. of the things that I'm getting is that, yeah, you can be a cool new disciple in this new hip, wonderful, charismatic Christ guy. Follow him around, and you know, start to absorb this love and happiness and like whoa what are we doing this is crazy and fun and, yeah. and who knows what's gonna happen. we can all go to jail or die you know and it's like you know but the other thing is is that this god this godhead this god figure he's been around and that love and that power has been around a lot longer than these guys yep a lot longer than me yep you know, it's like, yeah, I can try to attach myself to this boat, but that's a mighty big thing. Mm-hmm. And is it? Am I worthy? You know, it's am I worthy? Yeah, of it, you know, you have to have faith that you are. Yeah, right? I, have to, I have to have faith that like someone is asking me to come along as is. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's good enough. Yeah, you it's know? funny when you when you brought that up. I remember the first time. So I was baptized when I was seven years old, but then I rebaptized myself when I was twenty-one. And I remember thinking, well, okay, I'm a Christian. That's it. I just, you know, <laughs> I'll did, just keep on going. Did and it. I have to, <laughs> right, exactly. But of course, I have to realize, hey, now you've just begun. I mean, I compare yeah. it to, I, here's a, here I go again with my football analogy. Mm-hmm. It's like you've made the team. That's great. 
But now you got to make a play. You got to get on the field and do something. Right. You know. Yeah, you, could, you now you can't just wear the jersey around town. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think about the poor guys. So I don't know if you saw the Minnesota Vikings and the Saints. Uh, the Such Vikings. a great oh, game. Such a great game. <laughs> the poor guy. Oh, and the, the poor Saint. He was a quarterback. Who was a rookie who had to cover, and there's like 10 seconds left in the game. There's 10 seconds left in the game. The Saints are in the lead. And all he has to do is to just cover this one wide receiver to make sure he doesn't catch the ball. Or if he does catch the ball, tackle him inbounds. And that's it. The game is over. The Saints win. But you've got to play the entire, you know, all those 10 seconds. Like, well, you know, what's the big deal? I'm not going to say that he brushed it off or whatever, but he didn't. I'm just going to say he didn't do his job. And it just took 10 seconds for one Minnesota Viking to make a miracle catch and run all the way to get the touchdown. And win the game. And a miracle, and he won the game. Oh, my gosh. But that was exciting. It was exciting. <laughs> the players were like, <laughs> okay, Right, exactly. And I think about it as a Christian, you know, just because you've been baptized and it's like, okay, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Just like in Mark 1, okay, Jesus says, hey, repent and follow me. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't end there. No, that was just the that was just the start. You got to keep going. Yeah. And here, you know, they're afraid. You know, like, oh my God, he's asking us to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if they even knew what what Jesus would be asking him or what the journey would be when initially they right. left that boat and said, right. "I'm going to follow him." There's so much irony and uh, uh, of that kind of type of faith, not faith. Do yeah. not do kind of thing. Right. I think later on, I forget which one it is. We can find it if we want. But we're couple of the apostles were saying, and Jesus asked, well, are you going to sit on my right or are you going to sit on my mm-hmm. left? Which one do you pick? Mm-hmm. And they were all like, well, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. and it's kind of ironic. Sometimes at, these disciples. At the very end of Christ's yeah. life, who's on his right and left side? A couple of thieves. Yeah. Didn't yeah. even know him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you never know. That's right. You never know how things are going to end up. But it was like you were saying before, like, Jesus called to them, and they 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 raised their hand, and they were they like, "Let's like, go." Sure, okay. Yeah. So there was like you were saying, something's really compelling them or calling them to that life. Yeah, uh, it doesn't really say why or what that right. life. They, just, they don't know, <laughs> like you were saying, what that life entails completely. Right. But they're willing. They're mm-hmm. willing to believe. I mean, right. You were talking about baptism. Were you baptized, Debbie? Or? I was baptized as an infant. See, I was baptized as an infant too. So yeah. it's not like we went like. Whew, that's done. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even conscious or aware. I don't. And then think. we have all those CC, we have CCD classes they call them. In oh, the, the Catholic confir- Church. The confirmation. Yes. I didn't go through that. In fact, my I think Father Justin's trying to get me to be confirmed right now. Yes, because the Wiscopalians are just Catholic light. I went to Baylor, Jerusalem on the Brazos, and that was something we called Episcopalians. Was it the Catholics or was it just the entire Baylor University? It was my group of Christian Baylor people, friends. We know what I didn't even know. I didn't really even, there was a Jewish girl in my school growing up, but I didn't really know any Jewish people until I came to grad school here. Yeah, I, I, I would say, yeah, it's kind of like that wasn't really something I was uh, familiar with growing up in Texas either. I finally convinced him to read the Bible, and then he was like, Shakespeare. Oh, the Jewish person? So much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's pretty, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty story. It's just like what uh, Scott was saying, the, the King James Bible, you know, just how oh, yeah, Scott, poetic it is. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah really beautiful. But, but when I look at this passage, um, then 
be not afraid, you know, repent, be mm-hmm. not afraid, come follow me. Right. I, I was saying earlier, I think of this hymn, be not afraid, I yeah. come before you always. Yeah, yeah. So like you were saying, this God figure, this God head is, you know, has so much experience and mm-hmm. such a presence and has been here so much longer than we are, mm-hmm. than we need to believe that they will lead us mm-hmm. down the path correctly. Yeah, and it makes you feel like as uh, with all the power that you feel like, oh, I feel great. I'm coming to this. I'm energized. Mm-hmm. It also, that the other part that be, you know, the, the part that was afraid, the part that did fear, uh, it, to me that fear is awe and, and humbleness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, love yourself. You're, you're, you're with us now. Right. Yeah. You know? And when you I know? think about fear, I, I feel that the closer you are to God, there can be a sense of fear. It's like, oh, my God, I'm doing something. I'm getting closer to mm-hmm. something that is so real. Like, they knew about the Bible. I mean, they, I mean, not, they knew about God. I mean, the Pharisees had been around. You know, right. They had been. I can't, I've got to be careful not to say church because, you know, the church was created up after, um, you know, after Christ. But um, the, the temples, you know, there were temples and there were Pharisees and there had been scriptures prior to that. Yeah. But now here's one who's the living embodiment of the word. Yeah, well, there were laws and prophets and, yeah. and you know, there was some structure to, to life that they were fully aware of. Right. You know, and this was something new. And I think oh, totally. when I think about Radical. what made them get off that boat and come to him, this was clearly something new that they had never experienced what before. What would make you get off your like your nets here, your you know, mm. your keyboard, your <laughs> your job, what would make you give up your nets and follow someone well, I mean, like if, Jesus? If 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 Christ were to come on, on the earth and hopefully I'd have enough discernment to know that it's him and not, you know, some crackpot or whatever. I think um, I think I would. I mean, I, I, I think we'd make him do that dance of the miracles again. <laughs> like we'd be like, I don't know, yeah. I don't know if it's really you. Nah, I to- yeah, I totally like, understand. Can you do this? Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to think like, yeah, sure, I'd jump off. I mean, you know, we talked about like the politics of the time yeah. were kind of crappy. They were jailing people who were just preaching. Sure. You know, maybe it wasn't what everybody feeding else was the preaching. Homeless, like in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeding, yeah <laughs> you know, right, right. Um, what else? Uh, there was a. There well, was I mean, Herod, 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 Herod immediately locked wealthy. up. There, there was a great disparity, disparity between the wealthy and the yeah. and the yeah. poor. Uh-huh. If you're a fisherman, yeah, chances are your dad was a fisherman, your grandpa uh-huh. was a fisherman. Sure. You know that your son would be that. That was going to pretty much be. It you knew. For you. you knew what your life path was. Yeah, and, yeah. and somebody comes along and says, "Like, you really want to be a fisherman?" You want really? to be a rock is and roll what, star? Is that what, or would you much rather? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, you'd like to think like, sure, I would. But, you know, I, th- I think embracing the mundane and the familiar, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's my big fear really is that that I would be in the presence of God and not discern it. Or just Although or say at the same no time, you know? yeah, or yeah. The, but at the same time, I look around me and I see the face of God. Yeah, you well, know? I mentioned in a previous podcast, you know, in uh, all of you. Let's say, oh well, yeah, yeah, but let's say there's a homeless person. How do I know that's not God testing me? Like saying, hey, can you give me something? I think Scott was talking about that last week. He goes, I think I did a sin of omission, you know, and that's like maybe, but you're still walking around with that, like, yeah, <laughs> like. Why didn't I? Yeah. I and should have. And I think, God, I think God tests us all the time. We may fail the test once. We'll get another test. 
Now, if you fail it a bunch of times, then we have to talk about it. We have to talk about what's going on. At least we're not going to get swallowed by a whale. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that, that would be noticeable. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we may not be like the disciples who immediately got off that boat and followed him immediately. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, as – as um, I, th- I think we're, we are tested over and over and over again. I think being also also during this time, being I think being baptized. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but being baptized, it is was a pretty radically new idea, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, well, not, I mean, they used to purify the Jewish culture. Does a lot of purification baths. Oh, okay. Um, but so, it's not necessarily you know the direction that John the Baptist was going to be that, born again. Yeah. In that you know letting the Holy Spirit come into you, right. and and also in natural waters, whereas in the Jewish religion it's a very ritualistic they have their special baths everything's purified oh, hmm. well also with the, i don't know if about the, in the in the jewish tradition either but in in from what i understand and especially in this uh christian tradition to be baptized is actually i mean to be born again yes in in a in a spiritual sense but also to die to to actually yeah, the, yeah the put, it, put an end and a death to the life that was before, you know, which is mm-hmm. kind of to change your character. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally changing. And I think that I'm, I'm maybe wrong, but I think that's a brand new idea, you know. So these disciples are encountering this, like, oh wow, I mean, this is totally different. Well, it's brand new in that it hasn't been around along, but they've been seeing John the Baptist do this right all mm-hmm. around the country. Yeah, right? starting to baptize so, people. So it's not something they yeah. haven't heard of. Now some no, and some believe in some something that fathers or grandfathers would say, look, we didn't have that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. it's it's interesting that you mentioned <clears throat> Deb about what I have the discernment to accept something new or to accept someone who says I am the Christ. Isn't it amazing in this day and age? We accept all sorts of new and crazy things or wild things. You had talked about this um, as a general culture. Yeah, general yeah. culture. Yeah, <laughs> there's a brand new app. Go go download it. Or, yeah. you know, there's this thing. Like I see these CEOs of these uh, Kickstarter companies or these you know websites or online. Hey, we're doing a new thing, and this is the thing, and whatever, whether it be VR or we're going to sell money in the in the cloud. Yeah, you're Bitcoin. not going to be able to touch it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And so people <laughs> just jump on and do it. Mm-hmm. Blind faith. That's true. And uh, isn't it amazing how some folks will grab onto something like that, but not faith or or let's or not Christianity. Yeah, but the, the the whole the whole thing in um, in in Mark is also talking about you know it's talking about the leap leap of faith that they did, but also <coughs> the learning, mm-hmm. the the struggles, the misunderstandings. Yeah. You know? Well, it's also, though, I think about not necessarily, it doesn't have to be about your calling to Christianity. Mm-hmm. It's your calling to believe in, an, in, in yourself and a positive outcome and to follow the calling that's in your heart, whether that calling be to raise a family or to become a minister mm-hmm. or, or to run an Olympic race. Yeah. Whatever yeah. those things are that speak to your soul. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that you shouldn't be afraid to follow. Yeah. Yeah. And they come in many variations, like every day, your everyday life. Like mm-hmm. I was, you were called to invite me here. Right. That's exactly And right. I was called to get up out of bed <laughs> before 10 a.m. 
on a Saturday. What motivated me to, you know, jump yeah. on Facebook and say, hey, let me see what Dick, Dick Carriker is doing. You know, I could have did it last week or the week before last. But Well, the calling that you guys have to have this dialogue yeah. with yourselves and with other people and yeah. to, to promote more dialogue, right. that's that's a calling that you followed. I guess yep. so, yeah. yeah. It seems it seems to be. Yeah. yeah. It seems to be to me. Yeah. So um, I, and you're absolutely right. Everyone has a calling. Who listens? You know, we talked about. I, I personally believe that God talks to us every single day. Mm-hmm. question is, do we listen? Mm-hmm. You know, let's say there's an event that happens when you're going to work. Let's say you're on the BART and something happens. Or let's say you're, I don't know, walking to work or and you see an event that happens. Is it just an event or is there something that connects to you? Is, is there a way of God speaking to you? Like, pay attention to what's going on. You know, um, is it your calling or whatever? You know, some just don't. I mean, some has a, have a callous you know, that stops them from feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I think that's what's happening, you know, politically, not to get onto the, on the political train, but, you know, there are people who have a feeling, who, who have a compassion for those, even if you you are, let's say you're of a different culture, you know, you may not speak the way they speak or you may not be from a different culture, but you still have compassion. And then there are those who don't at all. They're like, hey, that's their business. Mm-hmm. I've got to live my life. See you later. Mm-hmm. And I think when we talk about Jesus' calling, whether it be to the disciples or to us in our own personal life, do you have the capacity to not only live for yourself, to see yourself in a different light, but to see others in mm-hmm. a different light and to be there for your brother, mm-hmm. right. even though they are completely different from who you are? Yeah, well, was, you know, having a, a regimen, have, yeah. having a, you know, routine that yeah. we're familiar and, and works for us. You know, is great. Yeah, it has nothing to do with <laughs> you know mm-hmm. with, with the with the spiritual path at all. The right. spiritual path is impetuous. Yes, and and un, and you don't know what's going to happen next. Right, and you and you're not quite sure what the consequences are. And these were all really really radical ideas. Sure. Not only it's love your, not only yeah. exce- accept the love of of of, of God, but ex- right. but love yourself. Mm-hmm. Love your enemies? Mm-hmm. What? This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm remembering now more. Reg had mentioned to me earlier today about a time when we were driving in a car together. Mm-hmm. And I ha- was talking about not being able to hear God. Yeah, we were doing a production of Wonder in the World. And it was very, very, it was a tense situation. Well, I mean, Tech Week is always tense. And I remember yeah. it was Tech Week. So I'm sure I was completely stressed. But having grown up in a Christian household and been and gone to a Christian private college mm-hmm. and, um, I, I remember now that and because I try to block out bad, negative things. So sure. I remember now that was the first time that I didn't hear an answer to my prayers. Like, and that doesn't mean that my when I say an answer to my prayers that everything I asked for came true, mm-hmm. but that I found guidance or a voice that led me to the next step. And and that was one point in my life where I didn't hear mm-hmm. what where I should go, yeah. and I panicked. Because I, I was like, where did my God go? Where did my faith go? Where did I go? Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's struck me. <laughs> when, 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 when I brought it up to you, Deb, earlier this morning, because, you know, it was, it was, and I write a journal entry um, almost every day. And I think, I'm sure I wrote a passage about that. So yeah. that brought it up. But when I think about people who pray, a lot of people are like, dear God, you know, um, help me, uh, I don't know, win the lottery or, you know, help mm-hmm. me throughout the day or whatever. It's like, 
it's like a like dropping a letter in the mail. Mm-hmm. Dear God, you know, um, help me throughout this and this and this and that or whatever. Bless my mom, dad, sister or whatever. Okay, amen. And then drop it in the mail. And it's just very one-sided. It's almost like, you know, dropping a little nickel in the, okay, here it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, see you later. Dear God, help me fulfill my square. Right. I want to get a score change. The very concept, and hopefully, you know, maybe later on we'll talk about prayer and what we think about prayer. But a lot of people think of it as just a one-way thing. It's like, I'm sure it would freak people out if they actually heard a voice or if they actually received something back. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I... I, (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not that I hear this guy's voice. I I sense a solution or a direction or a... I don't know right. how else to explain Yeah, and, and that's what I meant. You know, uh, there are people who don't even expect <laughs> that at all. They don't expect anything to come back. Like, I remember the, the first time I really, I really cried in prayers. Like, uh, I just got accepted to NYU. Um, I had a wonderful relationship with a girlfriend at the time. Well, at 18, you know, everything's wonderful, you know, when you're <laughs> in love and all that stuff. But it was a time where I had no stress. Everything just seemed to be going right. And growing up in the ghetto... Um, and all the crap that I had to go through, you know, just a crazy relationship with my mom and it was divorce and just, you know, like <clears throat> I, I can go on and on about you know, some of the things that I or a lot of people go through when they grow up in, in the big city or whatever. But it seemed like there's no there's nothing. Everything is aligned. And I was like, wow, this is a blessing. I feel that God has touched me, that God really, really loves me. It was the first time I had felt that. Wow, and it just it just meant so much to me, and I'm sure I'm hoping that everyone who was a Christian ever felt that way. Like God isn't just some random you know thing in the sky, mm-hmm. then you, and you say a prayer and you do your ritual and you go to church and okay that's it. Mm-hmm. But God has touched you, and hopefully there's a point in your life where you feel wow God has really touched me. Something happened in my life that I can't explain, and it's got to be God. Yeah. It's got to be someone. You know, he he really of of the millions of people, billions of people in the world, he touched me. I guess you know, I I never seriously ever hear voice or or affirmation come back. I remember times when I've really called out for strength, guidance, that kind of thing. Sure. And it's not as if you know I heard anything saying like, "I'm so you know, it's 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 more like an absence of you know uh, of of a fulfillment. But in every small everyday things, I see. Yes, I'm here, still here. Yep. Yeah, still here. Yes, I've got this hummingbird that comes to visit me like every. Single hey. day, nice. hey. every day, sits on the little branch, but when I go, hi, gonna hanging out with you, yeah, and man, I don't, I, don't, I think, I think it's hanging out with me. Yeah. I choose to think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that y'all are both right. That you know, we usually we ask a lot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's good that you are giving thanks for your blessings, of course. But yeah. I, for me, in in prayer, it's it's letting go. Really, it's, it's letting go of. All of the tapes that are running inside my head, it's letting go of my fear and my anxiety mm-hmm. and listening and, and taking in where I should be focused next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny. A lot of folks, they do like yoga and um, other little things to get to have that sense of peace. But God is not 
in the mix or whatever. They call it something else. Yeah. And it's fascinating how other folks, they, they still seek that peace that, that I believe that you can only find through God, but they, they do it in other means. They other use ways. a lot of different words. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah I, 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 feel, I feel like they're not doing without God. You know, I feel like if I can get my cardio up, you know, and then I start feeling, and then those, and, and then the, and then, and then, and then those secretions start happening in my brain, and I feel terrific, yeah. you know. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, if yeah. that's what melts your butter. But what 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 I think that's wonderful about it is yeah. that, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Is that like throughout these kind of whether it's your workout or yoga or whatever that's mm-hmm. you know you associate with good feelings. People thirst for something yeah. right now in this world, especially in the times yeah. we're living in now. Yeah. People are hungry for a community, yes. for mm-hmm. a sense that they're not isolated, yeah. that their problems aren't just unique <coughs> to them, yeah. that they're you know that that the way they've been dealt with or persecuted mm-hmm. is n- is not something that should be stood for any longer. And yeah, it's unfortunate that the communities that should be giving them that food yeah. are the are our churches. Well, yeah, it's funny. I, I spoke with a friend of mine who's a libertarian. Actually, this is a conversation I had a long time ago. And we were talking about um, social um, public assistance. You know, he's he's basically was like, well, you know, the government's way too big. We shouldn't have public assistance. I'm like, well, who's going to <laughs> feed? And, you know, who's, if we didn't have Medicare, Medicaid, you know, how how are poor people going to survive? It's like the churches take care of that. Just let the church. Let somebody <laughs> else step up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's true. But, you know, what's the purpose of a government? And we went into more and more into that. Oh, but yeah. it's interesting. It's funny you were mentioning about, like, how – so there was a TED Talk that I listened to. And there are all sorts of TED Talks on YouTube or whatever. And they were talking about the difference between liberals and conservatives, mm-hmm. not just Democrats or Republicans. But there was one section that talked about – how people find certain things sacred. Let's say if, if an ultra-conservative is into God and the Bible, or let's say the religious right, mm-hmm. which is a completely different That's pretty subject. far, yeah. Yeah. But then there are liberals who, let's say, they find um, something sacred in water. Like they'll buy only, you know, like the Dasani water or whatever the fashionable water is, or they'll only eat fruit, or they'll only go to Whole Foods or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they find that sacred or, you know, like the body sacred or a particular, I don't know, pure product sacred. Right. They may not call it God or whatever or, you know, whatever thing that they're doing. I have to have my wheatgrass today, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Whatever rituals that they come up with for their, that right, they, exactly. for their sacred yeah. life. But they won't put God on it or whatever because it has a, a different connotation because uh, for some strange reason there's a negative connotation because God equals judgment, you know. I think that's a lot that people feel that a lot in this in the Bay Area. Yeah. Coming here. Yeah. I think what what is our what are our stats? Three percent Christian of our population? Mm. Whoa. I didn't know that. Yeah. That seems it's a lot very low. That yeah. seems wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that I feel threatened or strange, <laughs> you know. But it's just no, it's, I mean, it's we're a, welcoming people generally, yeah. but yeah, it seems it seems odd. It's yeah. like, why, why I, remember, I remember a conversation I had with uh, the late Chuck Polly, all of our friends, mm-hmm. and um, before he passed away, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Reg, I know you're a Christian, but you're a good Christian, you know." <laughs> I, like, I like you anyway, <laughs> and I'm like, "Thank you, Chuck." <laughs> I get a lot of you don't seem like a Christian. That's yeah. what I get. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. I, 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 I I have to be honest. I get like, well. 
As long as you don't hurt anybody, it's okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, you, you can you can you can be a Martian for all I care. And I've talked about the religious right, yeah. and you know there was in the in 1968. You know you had this upsurge of um, the PTL club, the 700 club. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Jerry Falwell, the Bakers, and all big. of that stuff. They're still big in a lot of areas, and it gave rise to the religious right. And then you had these Republican candidates who would go to these big mega churches and say, "Hey." Tell you can't tell your congregation to vote for me, and I'll vote for you know these faith-based issues. What I yeah, what I think Christianity a really bad name is is that you'd, you'd have these politicians and so forth and these church leaders, yeah, you know, preaching to their 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 the masses like, you better do what 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 God wants you to do, otherwise they're going to take all this away from us. Mm, yeah, they this this they it's yeah. just like I'm you know like I saw something <clears> on <throat> somebody's truck. <laughs> which is here in California, which kind of surprised me. It said, like, uh, the, the the minute you try to take away my arms, that's when I get an assault rifle. Oh, you know, that kind of thing, that kind of attitude, you know. It's and like preaching, that person will call themselves a Christian. Pre- well, yeah. it's, it's this kind of preaching. Jesus would pre- own a gun. Preaching out of fear to make other people right. feel fear. Fear-based, and, yeah. And, you know, what did we start out? Do not be afraid. Right. You know, it's it's okay to ha- it's okay to have the awe. It's natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, after all, I am God. But don't be afraid. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm here to love you, and you're here to love others, and yeah. that's it. Right. That's it. <laughs> and you love know? others mean love those, even those who are different from who you are. Right. Yeah. Well, that came up later. Love thy enemy. That was a, that's still a tough to swallow, isn't it? For some people, <laughs> love thy enemy. Yeah. yeah. I find it. I find it. Every day a challenge. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, oh, really? That, too? That person? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you probably see an ugly side of people waiting tables. Oh, I, well, hey, I've, I've, I've learned that people see the ugly side of me, too. So, No, you're not ugly. <laughs> Reg, <laughs> come live with me for 14 years. <laughs> yeah, loved you. <laughs> I'm so pretty. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think you're fine. If you've been faking it for all these years, you know, hey, man. Right. continue to fake it. Okay. All right. Well, I have a question for you guys. Sure. Um, given that this passage is to be not afraid and to seek, you know, follow your vocation or your mm-hmm. calling, mm-hmm. what is something that you're afraid of that you might now – follow or address or probably um i mean i I would say um what is the word um i guess fellowship i guess you know telling someone do you want to give your life to god um you're not going to be afraid about spreading the good word anymore? Yeah. Well, I mean, spreading the good word like what we're doing now, I have no problem with that. But yeah. actually going in front of someone and say, hey, do you want to give your life to Jesus Christ? Oh, you mean like putting the capital E on evangelical? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be something that I would be uh, afraid of because last, it's... Last week we called it the E word. Yeah. <laughs> because... Well, I mean, like I said, I don't want to, I really don't want to push people away. I mean, I'm a very friendly person. I think that I... I I want to make everyone happy, and there are some people who are very comfortable with doing their thing and not not they don't ever want to go into church. They don't ever want to pick up a Bible or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And what do you think would happen? Um, I guess the worst they would say is no, no, thank you. Maybe the worst what happened is they would distance themselves away from me because they would oh that's the evangelical, that's the Christian. 
I definitely can't do it at, at the job because you know there there are rules against yeah. that in, in for the government. Well, yeah. you, well, how would you want to go about? Do you want to get a white shirt and black tie? You want me to come with you? And <laughs> <laughs> ride a bicycle? <laughs> yeah, the Mormons, right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I just, add a couple of pencils. I'm just yeah. thinking. I mean, I'd support you. I'd support you doing that if you wanted to. Is that you know? Well, I mean, not that it's something. Um, I mean, I think what I'm doing now is is fine. Of course, it's comfortable, and maybe you know, getting being something not comfortable is. Hmm. Um, Leave your nut. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. That's a, that's, yeah. Well, that's that's something. Yeah. That, what about I you? think that's a good. Uh, that's good so I think my biggest fear right now is to start leading a healthier life than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I drink too much. I smoke too much. And I'm afraid to change that. I am. Oh, silence. <laughs> well, I mean, you well, don't. You don't. I, I mean, you don't. You don't smoke a pack a day, right? I mean, oh, I'm sure I do. You really? Yeah. Okay. And what is it? Uh, what aspects of it are you afraid of? I'm afraid I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, feeling better. You know. Yeah. I mean, at my age, I should be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have the hack and cough and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it would be healthier to not smoke. I mean, uh, I've never – here's a quick uh, smoking uh, story. So my dad, I think I may have been like nine years old, and my dad would smoke pell-mells, you know, really too. hard stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he would say, here, you want to smoke? I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> How old were you? Nine, nine, nine years old. Okay. It's so like, you want another puff? I was like, no. No. And that was it. Done. That was one puff? Yeah. One puff, and I coughed my lungs out, and I was like, okay, never again. And that was, you know, dad is just amazing in how he just teaches by doing something really radical. I mean, what parent would give a child, a, a nine year old, a, a cigarette? <laughs> Go <laughs> ahead. It worked. Hey. I, ne- I never touched a cigarette ever well, again. Never was well, even curious of it. Well, that, I mean, what were the odds? Could have gone either way. I was like, yeah, let me have awesome. another, Dad. <laughs> All right, Dad. Cool. What's then the next? I would have been like, what was I thinking? <laughs> right. <laughs> so. <laughs> this is the gateway. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? What, what, what are the things that uh, well, God this, is challenging you? Well, this is actually, since you gave me this passage, what I've been thinking about. Yeah. And I, I don't have an answer yet okay. because I do actually usually find something that I'm afraid of and go do it. <laughs> so so let's say um, I'm afraid of moving to Texas and starting a new life and buying a house because I no. can't afford to buy a house in, you know, in the Bay Area. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go find a job and go do it. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what I generally tend and you, to And do. you did, right? Didn't you? You went back to Texas. I did. Yeah. Or like, oh, I'm afraid. I haven't done Shakespeare in 25 years. Yeah, I'm going to go audition for that Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Why not? I'm afraid right now. Yeah. So I'm going to go. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. I'm afraid to go on this date, so I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, because mm-hmm. you guys reached out to me with this, yeah. then I, I know that God, the universe, is, is directing me to pay attention. So I'm, I'm trying to pay yeah. attention to what I'm afraid of right now. Right it's, on. It's a wonderful cool. thing about <laughs> Christianity and just about community. I mean, we even talk about community on the other podcast, The Yay, mm-hmm. how people motivate each other. Like when you talk about going, doing Shakespeare again, like last year, I was motivated to write a play. And I'm going to have a play produced in October, a uh, full-length play. 
I was motivated to, you know, to do a podcast. I wrote a musical last year. I was going to say the musical that you yeah. did. So, yeah. You've been busy, man. Yeah. yeah. But when does he sleep? <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't necessarily say, I mean, that's God-based or whatever. I mean, that could be, you know, e- a ego thing. Like, you know, that could, you know, a Christian could even, even even say, well, okay, that's wonderful, but how does that raise the name of God? You but know, you don't know. You don't know where it's going to lead to. Exactly. You're absolutely right. You don't right. know that it's not going to raise the name of God right. at the next step. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's the trouble with impulses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which goes back to the Bible verse as far as, you know, being afraid because you don't know of the unknown. It's I like, mean, listen, yeah. let God take care of that. I mean, Christ would come in. Here's the yeah. five-day forecast. Yeah. And the cool, th- the cool thing about the musical is I connected with folks who um, – so a long time ago, I did Godspell at the Centerville Presbyterian Church. And there were two individuals who were members of the church. And, you know, I did my thing. They paid me, and, you know, I was a hired gun, and I, you know, did my thing, and I went on with my own life. Mm-hmm. Later on, I'm, I'm recruiting people to sing for the musical Nia. And one woman who is a um, – she's basically a mother. I mean, she's a stay-at-home mom. She has a, a job or whatever, but she's very dedicated to church. So I didn't even think about asking her because I'm like, well, I'm, I'm looking for a theater person, and I have no idea. But she reached out to me. It was like, listen, I want to do this thing. I'm like, come on. Let's do it. You know, you're, you're on because I wanted my the musical to be multicultural. As it turns out, she had a friend who is starting a new theater company, and that's the theater company that's going to be producing uh, the play. There that I'm you doing. go. And I had no way. There's no way in the world that I could know that that contact would happen. No. That is God blessing me. Well, hey. Cause there's just no way no. that that could have happened. Yeah. So but that's also because you were unafraid. That's right. To take. This, the ne- that next step to feed your calling. Yep. Or even if you were afraid, you did it anyway. Right, right? or if you, if you right. felt our fear, right. you went mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. I, I like your attitude, Debbie. It's like, what am I afraid of? Okay. Have you always done this fearless, Deb? I mean, um, <laughs> like, it doesn't mean I'm going to do it. This is getting into your own life, but like when you were growing up, did you, do you have siblings? I have a younger sister. Okay. I'm, I'm the eldest. Okay. I think that I always was kind of the, I, I was a mixture of the good little soldier mm. and the the leader to try new things like yeah. even today I, I, if I just want to experience new things all the time mm-hmm. whatever they are like mm-hmm. oh oh where's you want a zip line okay and then I stand <laughs> at the platform and the guy's like you want to go upside down okay sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I've always been yeah uh, unafraid to try yeah I, I am afraid actually yeah. but I do I I have a, a a well of strength in me to do it. But you also have the discernment to not do something that's unhealthy. Like there are people who join I don't a cult. Know. I do. I do some unhealthy yeah. things too. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you wouldn't. You wouldn't join a cult. I mean, you would understand if something is not right or nothing. Nothing that leads you away from the light. I think that I. I think that I make a very conscious effort mm-hmm. in my in my whole life because I've had a very difficult life. I. My mom used to beat the shit out of me. Wow. And. Um, and I then when I came here, I was kind of persecuted for being a Christian by, by my grad mm. school classmates. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I've gone through a lot of hardships. Yeah. <laughs> so I always I'm and I'm pl- I, I've been suicidal many times in my life. Mm. And so I'm very conscious of always trying to be on the light side. Yeah. Because I can go dark fast. 
I hear you. I, I totally hear you. I like that. Uh, I can kind of get that from you about you being the eldest, that making you because I am I'm the eldest of two younger siblings. And I'm the eldest of four. And so oh. I kind of know what it's like <coughs> to say like. You know, to my younger sisters, you know, they go, like, what are you doing? Can you? And it's like, it's okay. Let me show you. Yeah. It's yeah. all right. You know, and yeah. so, like, you know, they have a lot more confidence than I do because I had to fake it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't have somebody go, like. You know what? They believe in you, right? They do. So it's like, yeah. kind of like this. Yeah. So they're following but you because faith, they believe in you. Their faith and the way they've, they've kind of. Jumped ahead of their lives. It's a bounce from me yeah. because I was always. Don't go. Let me test the waters first. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's interesting? You, you know, you are very, you're very gracious in opening up about your life. Um, I had to go through a lot with my mom, um, mm. and you know, mom had to go through a lot her own self. She was actually the oldest of nine, right. and she absorbed uh, so much abuse. I mean, sexual, physical, all sorts of abuse. And I remember talking to her around the last days of her life. She died very early. She died. When she was fifty, fifty-five years old. Oh, wow. Um, and I got the sense that she absorbed so much pain to take the pain away from her other siblings. Her other siblings got some crap, but I think she got the most out of it. She and shielded it was, them from a lot of the junk? It was almost Christ-like. I mean, not that, I mean, maybe because I'm her only son, mm-hmm. I'm putting it in this light. So maybe I'm, I'm not being objective. I, I forget what the term is. But I, I do get the sense that maybe she absorbed so much so that the others would not absorb so much. Like, when, when I was growing up, my parents were very young, so they really didn't know how to be a good parent or whatever. I mean, I think I was a latchkey kid, and, you know, my kid, my parents were young, and they didn't spare the belt and all that sort of stuff. And I look at my— That's uh, the 70s. Yeah, that's the 70s. <laughs> but I look at my, um, my younger brother and sister who, um, you know, my parents were in their 40s when they were children. Mm-hmm. They didn't go through any of the stuff that I had to go through <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. because— you know, I went through it, and they were tired. Yeah. And I'm like, for God's sake, they're going through, <laughs> they're getting, they're getting over everything. That's funny. So, uh, hopefully. I didn't have a car. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking on a positive note, maybe you absorbed more than what your sister had to go through. Yeah, she also was premature, and so she was always the fragile one. Mm-hmm. So that, too. Yeah. But I think also that that the way that I grew up and the things that I have seen and been through make me look for the light. Yeah. And that without those experiences, I may not be looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I appreciate, and I think I've talked about this on another podcast, I appreciate the pain that I've had to go through. And many people have to go through much more. I've, I've gone on. There's a lady that, the girl that gave me my first kiss, uh, she's actually an ordained minister now. So, Shanita, if you're listening, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but she told me about, you know, what she had to go through in her her life or whatever. And we both talked about how... Because we went through pain in our life, we appreciate the good things in life. You know, we're not, we weren't spoiled brats. You know, there are folks who are just spoiled, spoiled brats, and they're like, oh, well, th- I'm entitled to this. But for those who, when we received a gift from God, we really, really appreciate it, and we say thank you are those, because we know. Are those folks, who, you know, who, you know, who did have everything kind yeah. of played out for them once, once the hard knocks come they get knocked down completely right. whereas sure. whereas someone like you or, or debbie or you reg you know it's kind of like 
Yeah. Who are you? That's not the name. I get knocked out. That's right a few times. And so when something like that comes up, you're like, hell, I've been there. Yeah. I, I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think about it. So this week, and we're running, we're past the hour mark. We're oh, having so much fun. Oh, my but gosh, any case, really? But there's a uh, wow. there was a girl who got kicked out of the uh, University of Alabama because she uh, jumped on, I think, Twitter oh, or whatever. Oh, she did that racist rant. Yeah, the racist rant. And she was totally surprised. What? You're kicking me out of school? <laughs> and she she got sent back to Jersey because of entitlement. I mean, I think that if you haven't endured uh, pain or whatever, then you have no compassion for what other people are going through. And Interesting. Yeah. How can God enter your life if you don't have the capacity? You know, if God's knocking on the door, you don't answer. Mm-hmm. Whose fault is that? That's yours. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should just take Mark and create an action film script out there of it. There you go. Yeah, really. We'll yeah. start the storyboard now. Yeah. The helicopter zooms <laughs> in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does, it does remind me of like the Expendables or the Dirty Dozen. You know, it's yeah. like Jesus comes in, like, mm-hmm. you know, some. And I really do believe like there's some like recruit, like some general, you know, recruiting his soldiers mm-hmm. for war or for a battle. Yeah. It's like an action fi- yeah. a hero, like yeah. a superhero comes and mm-hmm. yeah. and they're mm-hmm. all like, oh, yeah. great. <laughs> At last. <laughs> well, that's wonderful, though, that, they're, that, that they have something in this time of political strife and mm-hmm. poverty yeah. and chaos yeah. for to have a leader. And I think we were talking about that earlier, that mm-hmm. we don't have a clear leader of faith. Yep. They don't have a clear leader a at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the Pope, definitely this Pope. Pope Francis, yeah. But in, in America, in yeah. America, we don't have a compassionate leader yeah. of faith. Not really. Yeah. Well, not you know, really. even when Obama tried to, and not that I think that the president's job is to do that, but when we think of our our great presidents, we think of the speeches, and we think of just how they made us feel, mm-hmm. as well as the policies. I mean, Kennedy was only president for I think two and a half years. Right. But we remember his words. Yeah. I don't think Obama was like, you know, a Bible thumping Christian, but he, I certainly feel like he exemplified some of the best parts. He was a man who walked in faith. Yeah. He's he was, he was, he was he like, he like, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to believe, but we're going to love everybody. Yeah. Because yep. that's what I like to do. Yep. You know, and it wasn't this kind of like beat you over the head kind of thing. It was, just, right. it was just goodness. Example. Yeah. And then you're right. We don't have that anymore yeah. right now. I mean, you know. Except to us. Yeah. Except for this podcast. And and Deb, you know, uh, if you if you want to come back, you're you're more I than welcome. I would love to. All right. I, I I don't have a lot of opportunities to talk about my faith. Oh. Yeah. I don't actually have a lot of Christian friends. Well you have us. You have us. <laughs> you have us. You're here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like when I say I have to go to mass or mm-hmm. yeah. oh, does anyone go to want to go to midnight mass with me? Oh my gosh. <laughs> they're they all look at me like No volunteers? Okay. No one? No one? Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, this is awesome. This is this is a great I mean, every time we do these, you know, podcast I have no idea. That's one of the great things about podcasting and the spontaneity of it. You have no idea what will come out of it. Yep. And this was um this is a great fantastic. I would hour. love to take you guys to one of the labyrinth walks. Oh yeah, that's and then come back and talk about what that experience is and what it it's supposed to do for you and what it did for you. I'm going to look around. I bet you there's more than one around here. There's a la- I'll send you a, a link to the Labyrinth um, database. I'm sure there's, there's a bunch. There's Because it looks yeah. like something that like, a lot of people would be like, oh, I, can, well, I want one in my neighborhood. Yeah, some of the schools even, yeah. the Christian schools will have them in mm-hmm. their courtyards and stuff. Yeah. 
See, I was told it was like that's where nuns walked around. Uh, and I guess they do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do they do? Okay, whatever, yeah. they, whatever, whatever they like to do is fine with me. I yeah. guess. So, so you had fun. I did. Thank you so much for inviting Thank me. You. Absolutely, and I gotta get you on the yay too. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Hold on. So let's close we'll it up in prayer. Close it up. Is that all right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, dear Lord Jesus, thanks once again for letting us come together in your words, and once again reaching out to more people that we hear. We feel like a sense of fellowship and love is kind of pervading through everything we do right now, and it's lovely to be here and to be with you and close to to your words and your love. In Jesus' name, we thank you and pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so let me close it out. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which has made you turn your back on God. You can still have faith. We ask you to listen to our podcast, even challenge us on Facebook or on SoundCloud, and share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast where you're listening to it now, but you can tell your friends on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store, go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith, and you'll find us. If you use Android, sound, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us and you can find us. Thanks for listening and God bless.